James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to episode 47 of Australia's favourite internet marketing podcast. I am one of your hosts, Timbo Reid. Right there is James Shramko. How are you, mate? Really good, Timbo. Really, really good. I can hear it in your voice. I can hear it in your voice. We're just having a bit of a chuckle about um, your Telstra connection. And I was having a chuckle about you spilling water all over your computer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just about to hit record and bang. Well, I was recording, Fortune. so I've got it. If if listeners want the blooper. Mate, <laughs> whack it in. Oh, really interesting. Um, funny you should say that. You, you know how I'm putting together this... Um, this new consulting business called Get Your Own Show, which is going to help other people get their own podcast. Um, I've been putting together my, um, what I'm calling my ascending transaction model, which starts off with, you know, it's a sales funnel. And at the very top is the free stuff. And the free stuff that people can get when they go to getyourownshow.com.au, which right now is just a landing page, is a whole lot of interviews with people who have already got their own show and are doing really good things as a result of having their own show. One of the people I interviewed last week is a guy called Jules Lund. Now, for overseas listeners, no one's they're not going to know who he is, but he's got one of the highest rating radio shows in Australia. And I was talking to him about, you know, the whole concept of him having his own show. And one of the things he does in order to get content, this is going somewhere, this comes back to the water recording, the water being spilt. Jules just carries his iPhone with him everywhere. And when something weird in his life happens or funny, he literally just pulls it out and quickly records it happening. So, for example, he was at a parking meet the other day and all the coins just started flowing out, (laughs) right? Yep. So he records that and then gives it to his producer and they turn it in to content on the show. His show is just a funny comedy show and he makes light of it. But um, It's true. When I listen to him, it is mostly stories of crazy stuff that happens. And I guess most of us are using Facebook like that. You've seen those funny pictures we take when we see something ridiculous. Like um, yesterday, was it? uh, No, on Wednesday, I was driving along and I looked, just casually looked to the left and I could not believe what I saw in the car next to me. There was this little old granny, like just up to the steering wheel. I could literally, you know, I could just see her over the door line and on the front of her dashboard, like with sticky tape, like massive gaff tape. And it said, avoid, you know, um, watch for the blind spot. And I was thinking, Oh my god! I hope I'm not in the blind spot. Oh, that's <laughs> and I reached so, across on, with she, my iPhone a, and took a, a picture. Yes. Yeah, so Say that again. I reached across with my iPhone and took a picture of it. And you got yes. it. Yes. Oh, that's really funny. Put it in the show notes. We'll get it. So, so she's got a. Um, it was a reminder to her, was it, that the car had a blind spot? Yes. Some obviously his oh. son had put it there or something that you know or daughter to remind, uh, you know, to look into blind spot. I'm like, oh, I hope I'm not in the blind spot. You know, I'm sitting I'm Did, in my car beside her. Yeah, yeah, you should have just kind of wound the window down, mate, and said, um, look, do you know that would be much better on a whiteboard? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, does she know who you are? Like you're no, the king know. of whiteboards. I don't think so. I don't think so. Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, so funny how social media – 
has turned into that. I suppose the ability to um, to capture those funny moments. Yeah, I've got an iPhone 4 and unfortunately the camera, it's just not quick enough to open it. So I'm ho- hopefully the iPhone 5 has this kind of instantaneous camera where you can capture my or uh, capture and record moments like that. Well, I have a 4S and you just f- flick it with a thumbnail. You don't have to yeah. open the padlock or anything. You, just, you can literally just slide it up and start mm. taking pictures. All right, so using content. Hey, on, just on that, Shramko, are you going to slide into a, uh, a silky new iPhone 5? I had a look at the specs and it was more or less the same at this stage. I'm not going to bother. It's just incremental. Yeah. I, you know, like I was talking to someone about this the other day and – you know, from my criteria for technology is, is it going to improve my business life? That's kind of, you know, and if it, if it does, then I buy it. And, you know, I was going to say poor old Apple, but it's not poor old Apple. But, you know, it once having invented the iPhone, which was just, you know, breakthrough, absolute innovation breakthrough, everything they do at the moment is just kind of in, incremental innovation. It's like, you know, it's like going from a normal Snickers to a king size Snickers, you know, it doesn't really change your life. Yeah. So I would, I would wait till there's some substantial reason, but I did upgrade the operating system in my 4S and it's a phenomenally fast phone now compared to what it was before. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't noticed that either. I must get a 4S. I think, you know, I'm, one thing I do want is Siri. Uh, Siri is amazing. I, I actually you author most Siri. of my posts. You asked me the other day, that doesn't sound like you, that post, remember? Mm. And I've been just talking my posts and with the Mountain Lion upgrade on the Mac, it's got yeah. Siri on the iMac now. So um, right. I'm just I'm just like talking my blog posts, talking my forum answers, and doing emails, Skype replies, I just hit function, function. That's all you have to do. And it's Yeah, it's talk. funny that that post, I must say, I did think it was written by a ninja, which was unlike you, and clearly it wasn't. It was you talking into Siri, but maybe you're not going back and doing the edit because it wasn't so much, it wasn't even spelling mistakes. It just kind of, it just sort of, it was a bit Asian English. Oh, maybe I'm hanging around with them so much. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Are you sitting there in your kung fu gear? No, I've got my um, I've got my Adidas trackie that's from Manila. That's my little reminder of Manila. Ah, uh, the Adidas. That's a good look. It is the snaps. You got you got the snap on sides, or um, you know, just the standards. Ah, uh, it's like Gang Gangnam style, isn't it? Wow. Hey, how funny is that? I I, I danced to that Guinness World Record most views or something. It's a fantastic video, and uh, we had a bit of a function down at the local yacht club on Friday night, and. Um, they had a bit of a disco for the kids, and I got up and did a bit of Gangnam style with oh my, my beautiful daughter, who she thought I was. I, I thought I was really cool. We're going to have to put a Ste- rating on this episode, Timbo. Yeah, correct, correct. Uh, in fact, you and I should do a bit of Gangnam, um, do a bit of a Google Hangout um, with eight lucky listeners <laughs> or unlucky listeners. Hey, mate. Um, before we get stuck into today's topic, which is all about um, a frequently asked question strategy in order to drive your Google rankings, um, have you noticed what Apple are doing with podcasting within iTunes? I know they've got some separate podcasting app now. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, they've just kind of they're moving. They've moved. Uh, the new iTunes update has effectively moved podcasting off into its own app, which I'm still trying to decide whether is a good thing or a bad thing, whether Apple are kind of, you know, putting more weight on podcasting by giving it a dedicated app, which is, it's pretty good. It's or got if a few they're just shoving in. it off to the side so they sell more iTunes. 
Yeah, but I would have thought podcasting would have would and is increasingly drive would drive more traffic to iTunes. But clearly, uh, they see it as needing its own its own app. Yeah, well, it's a pretty pretty cool app. I hope it does good things for us, but I'd still like to podcasting regardless. You love it. We love it. Now, mate, anything else to report before we get stuck into this into today's topic? Tim, like there's so many things I could report uh, that yeah. we could be for a month because it's a little bit too I, far I, between episodes, but they do seem to be speeding up, which is good. Now, well, I've got a question for you because um, recently, last week or the week before, you had um, a little private gathering at your home uh, with some people who paid you to um, share with them. What would you? How would you sum it up? How to? Um, it was the whole. It was the whole leverage thing. I call it own the race course. It was an own, own the, the race, race course, course workshop. I filled my, my 3.5-metre whiteboard from left to right. It went through the what, why, how, uh, and then the, the whole process of getting ideas, creating content, um, producing it, publishing it, syndicating it, and then measuring it, and then the results you get. And I took them through the exact case study of how I've done it for my own business. And uh, the best thing is, this is the exciting thing, I'm now documenting it into checklists and a, a strategy process, and I'm going to be doing that uh, webinar in my Fast Web Formula uh, membership. Nice, yeah. So Fast Web Formula members will be getting access to the uh, the notes from the event. What what I'm interested in because we co- a lot of the stuff you cover we have covered and we will cover in future episodes bit by bit and plus it'll be available in fast web formula what i'm interested in mate is um give us sort of your top three to five observations of how people where, where people are at so you had a, you had how many people in the group 20 uh, it's about 10 10. Okay, so you had 10 people, you know, just to give people a sense of, uh, listeners a sense of, you know what, you know, you're in the same boat as many other people. Did people come in um, feeling confused about all this stuff? Did they come in feeling excited? Were, were there particular areas of what you covered that were really like uh, groundbreaking and ha- that gave gave the group aha moments? I want, I want listeners yeah, to get a well, sense that, you know, we're all in the same boat. Okay, firstly, uh, I mean, this was... This is kind of the event that we were talking about having with with our Freedom Ocean listeners, I, but I decided to make this Silver Circle event public. So I got some public yep. people come along. And as I suggested a few calls back, it was going to cost a couple of thousand dollars, but they get a month's worth of coaching from me for that. So they were very, very excited. I had someone fly from Texas. So we had some serious um, commitment to this one-day mm-hmm. event. We had... Um, I think five five of the people have already been to three of my other private workshops and I've had four. Like it, it, we have some hardcore repeat fans because what- uh, Groupies, groupies. It's, it's because it's a no-brainer, Tim. <laughs> they spend yeah. a couple of thousand well, dollars. Well, value. They go back. One of the participants has this week is taking that strategy to to five corporates that he currently manages for his web business, mm-hmm. and he is going to make a fortune. I just did some rough costings. 
And I suspect you could charge a corporate customer $10,000 a month to, to do what I taught these people. And if you get one customer, they get a 500% return if they keep that customer for one month, mm-hmm. right? This is some some really good strategy. So what they're getting- So, so just give me, some, give me the insights. Give me the three kind of observations of the people that were there. Okay, so you've got your- that uh, you've got your experienced, advanced, already got a few hundred uh, videos out there and blogs and products and services, or as I would call it, the chocolate wheel is in place and you want to just really drive and grow traffic to it and you've got stuff out there, but it's not completely sort of coordinated or synergized or or um, put into a simple system yet. So what, what the course does for that person is it labels everything and then shows you how to put it together. It's literally tipping someone's puzzle pieces out and then putting them together and going, check it out. And they're like, oh, that makes so much sense. So that's that kind of person. And that's, you know, that's the six figure or seven figure a year operator who realizes that they can double their business by just reorganizing the things they already have and adding maybe one or two little, little bits and pieces. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd say the biggest aha moment is the fact that you can go and add lead player onto your YouTube videos on your video blogs and retrofit all of your blogs. So all of your blog posts with all of your YouTube videos can instantly turn into a lead capture device or a call to action device globally. So I'll just say that in another way. Let's say you have a WordPress blog and you have 100 YouTube videos on it which in in some cases, one of the people had about 200 YouTube videos. She can now go and put lead player on her blog and turn those 200 videos into a name capture setup. Or if she wants to do a webinar next week, she can put a global call to action across 200 videos on her site that stops halfway through and says, hey, would you like to come to a webinar this week? And they put their details or they say, no, thanks. I'll, I'll just rather watch the rest of the video. That What's lead player? Is that a YouTube function or is that a bit of third-party software? It's third-party software by Clay Collins. And what it does, it cre- creates a really nice skin for your YouTube player, uh, YouTube video. So it overrides the YouTube video and it makes a nice clean skin and it allows you to control an opt-in, you know, before, during or after the video plays. People can mm-hmm. bypass the opt-in, so it's courteous. If you go to superfastbusiness.com, you'll see all of my videos have lead player on it at the end of the video after I've given the content. And this will tie in with what we talk about today. I ask people if they want to join my newsletter. And I installed this thing, Tim, and my list doubled. Like I'm getting twice as many opt-ins every day from that blog than before I put it in. And it is going to snowball because every time I add a video, I'm adding another opt-in form to my site which is huh. I happen, happens every couple of days. So is lead player um, talking to, uh, well, you're not using Aweber anymore, but is it, does it talk to an Aweber yes. or a MailChimp? Yeah, or? and it's yeah. Tim friendly. It talks to Aweber, huh. Office Autopilot, Infusionsoft, MailChimp. You just literally go and cut the HTML code and mm-hmm. paste it into the thing once and you set your default. From that point on, the process is so simple. You, you load a video to YouTube, you cut and paste that YouTube URL into lead player and you say, um, you know, create 
and then it gives you a little short code. You go and paste in the blog where you would have put the video and it takes That's over. Cool. It is cool. So I interviewed <laughs> the guy who created this software yesterday and put that up on internet marketing speed. It's about an hour long, but we went through the whole process. A lot of things we talk about, how do you price this thing? What made you decide to go for a WordPress plugin versus an in-the-cloud recurring monthly uh, hiring, all this stuff. But it, it's currently a one-time uh, purchase WordPress plugin. And that was that was one of the discoveries I've made in the in the last month or so that's really boosted my business. But then to, to take this to 10 people who have something to gain from it, when they're not already aware of it, they all leap forward now. Their business will incrementally leap forward, like just bang, instantly, as soon as it's installed. So that was probably the biggest highlight. Someone needs to create something like that for podcasting, for audio. Don't know how it would work because what you're suggesting is visual, but... Uh, yeah, well, all we need yeah. to do in audio is like the traditional radio things with that, remember to put our call to actions in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but call to action is one thing. Though, that's a reminder. People need to then remember that and act on it. Whereas what you're, what this lead player thing's doing is actually giving you something to act on, like press a button and and away you go. Well, that that was what Clay was uh, describing. None of them really integrated or talked properly. Where it could, the autoresponder has to talk to the player and say, okay. Timbo's given me his email address, so just continue playing now. Or yep. okay, Tim said no, I don't want it. I don't want to give you my email address. I just want to skip this. Just keep playing. So just get going again. And and that's that was his frustration. So he created something to make that. In fact, if you told him about the audio, I suggest that he might actually do something like that. He'll probably in, <laughs> oh, what you know, integrate him a note. Yeah, he's he's a tremendous guy. He's taking comments on my blog, so we can just ask him there. Cool. Now, James, um, let's get stuck into today's topic, although we seem to have covered a couple of good topics in depth already. Um, of course, we've so got good internet today, Tim. Go, we, we, go on. We feel, we so, feel spoiled. We can actually have a conversation. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, do you mean with the quality of the lines? Yes. Yeah, yeah, unheard of. So, mate, I was listening to a, another podcast the other day, and this fellow who has a website, he's a um, – Oh, what are they? What are those guys? Astrologer, a sort of astrologer type um, website, and getting some extraordinary amount of um, unique visits, um, a couple of million a month, you know, uh, into his site. And um, one of his key strategies he, he touched on, although didn't go deep into, was the fact that he'd identified all the frequently asked questions that people within his category and industry ask him, prospects ask him when they when they approach him uh, for his services. Uh, and he went off, he, he identified all those FAQs, went off and answered each one of them in an individual blog post and correctly uh, labelled it with all the right metadata. Uh, and from what I get, I'm sure there was more to it, but uh, the other, and then the other thing he did was when there was astronomy news, did I say astrology? I meant, I think astronomy, like, you know, study of the planets. Um and when there was news, when there was current news, he would also identify the, the questions that were being asked and quickly get up um, blog posts or answers to those questions as well. And it, it sounded like a really chunky, meaty source of traffic. So do you want to have a chat about that? Yeah, it's a great strategy. And if it was astrology, 
then uh, it was probably us doing it. But if it's astronomy, it probably wasn't. But that's exactly <laughs> what we help customers What do you do. mean? Well, this is what we do. We actually um, help people create blog content around their FAQs and we right. make sure that we're answering it in the same language that customers search for. That's the most important yeah. thing. So let's – okay, so tick to the strategy. Um, so first step is to identify all the FAQs that you could ever potentially be asked by a prospect, yeah? Well, it's it's not even a matter of having to guess because you've got so many ways to find them. Maybe we should mm. talk about the ways you would find out what people want to know in the first place. I've, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's quite a simple process. So I can give you a sort of a run through. This is what I was teaching at the workshop anyway in my ideas column on where you get ideas because uh, my whole super fast business news strategy is driven around solving problems because that's what marketing and selling is, solving problems, right? Mm-hmm. So if we can clearly identify what people's challenges are and address them with uh, news or how-tos or tips, then that content is going to be really, really well shared and well regarded. Uh, so... I get information from face-to-face events. So if when you're going out to events and you talk to people, then they'll tell you, especially local meetups. So for example, in my forum, uh, we have local meetups every month and about 20-something people go to those. And you just sit down and listen to the conversation and they say, oh, you know, has anyone found a good way to blah, blah, blah? Or I've been trying to do this such and such with a, a plugin. Um, has anyone found a plugin that actually works? You know, and I just listen and I just I jot down my notes on my notepad on my iPhone and it transfers straight to my desktop. And, and uh, so I'll talk about what we do with it in a minute. The other thing is I observe, I listen. I went in to uh, see some guy the other day in, in my old suburb where I worked and I caught a lift and there was some office guys and they were talking about marketing and they were saying it's so hard to get, you know, they're losing this $50,000 customer and it's so hard to get even ten dollars $5,000 customers. And I was just, I, you know, I could hardly hold my mouth. I was like, why don't you get, why don't you get $50,000 customers, you know, like yeah. wake up. Uh, but just listening to what people say is fascinating. When I travel overseas, I'm in the airports, I'm on the aeroplanes. The things that people talk about are unbelievable, especially when you're sitting at home most of the time by yourself. I'm like, my ears are just triple wide open. Um, even the assumptions people have, you know, like the driver will pick you up and he'll say, uh, if you get a new one, right, he'll say, oh, is this um, work or pleasure? And, you know, that's a confusing question for me because the lines are very <laughs> blurred, you know. I've, well, I love what I do, so call it whatever yeah, you like. like oh, you know, I have to explain. Well, I've decided to choose a lifestyle and then design a business around that. So, yes, I'm going overseas, but you could hardly call it work. Okay, uh, our help desk my goodness, the help desk is the absolute mecca for uh, FAQs because these are literally questions people are asking you, whether they've come from a live chat on your site or they've hit leave a message. Uh, in your case, I noticed you've got that audio capture thingy, like, pe- mm. you know, where people are actually asking you questions. And then, of course, there's feedback and surveys. One of the most important groups to ask is people who bought something and you ask them, why did you buy? And the other one is, why did you leave? And quite often um, in sales, we learn that 
when someone says no, what they're really asking is a question. So if someone says, oh, no, I can't afford that Mercedes Benz, what they're really asking is, please show me a way that I can have monthly repayments for the same as what I'm paying for my Datsun, you know, or my, my um, Saab. <laughs> Datsun. <laughs> right, so you rephrase uh, problems as a question. Mm -hmm. um, forums are just wonderful. I mean, you've got your LinkedIn group. Uh, I haven't mm -hmm. seen you there yet, but I'm sure you'll turn up. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. I've got my forums and I answer questions every single day. So I have a pretty good sense about, you know, what is on people's minds. And that's basically the, there's a lot of the collection points. Aside from RSS feeds from industry blogs and reading comments on posts, quite often if you see a post on something, people will ask sort of questions. And, you know, even doing things like uh, split tests or heat maps on your website can identify what people are struggling with or what they're really interested in finding out more about. I put um, Crazy Egg on one of my sites a few weeks ago. That was fantastic. I mean, amazing how quickly you can get a sense of what people are visiting and what they're not. That's awesome. And, you know, I noticed on my sites that predominantly they are clicking on the products tab. So mm, Me too. Um, that's a good sign and that's a great reason to keep blogging. If they come into the site and clicking on the products tab, you, you just keep filling out your products and you're likely to make some money at some point. Mm-hmm. All right, so the other one too is um, just simply posting, um, asking people what questions do you have around such and such a topic on, on Facebook or Twitter. You can do that, but I don't like that one anywhere near as much because now you're getting this um, preference over performance sort of thing. You know, people say a load of crap and then don't follow through. You know, I would rather deal with an actual question or a real question that, that you can pick up without having to specifically probe for it. Um, unless someone just left your product, if it's a recurring product, that is a very, very important question to ask. But just asking generally, you know, what, what, what do you guys have, have trouble with? That's, that's okay, but it's not quite as, um, targeted. But what one thing I do do is I go into forums and I ask people um, their biggest challenge and they do tell me and I actually create content for that in the form of how-to videos, which I put on YouTube with the watermark and then I go back and embed those videos in the actual post where the question was asked. So I answer it with a video and that actually drives up the view count and it now gives you a, a video that you can point to from many different places or you can embed many different times. And I just put this into my uh, video module from Traffic Grab. How to use so when you say videos. watermark, do you mean you, you are pointing pointing back to a website? Just in the, in the video, throughout the entire video is yep. a link back to the is a is a reference for the website that they belong to. Mm. In this case, I used FastWeb Formula. So mate, we've got a, we, right now. So that there is um, a thousand ways to identify frequently asked questions. Now that you've got that that list of questions, what do you do? Right. So. Um, there's a number of things you can do and quite often it will depend on what type of website you're talking about here. So we treat it differently. In most help desks, there's a knowledge base. So you could fill that knowledge base out with the FAQs. We tried that, but it was kind of hard to update. So what we've done instead is we've moved to our news strategy and I answer questions every single week in the news video. So if I'm, just, if I'm doing a news video about SEO, uh, and we've been asked something three times that week, I'll put it in the mm -hmm. video. 
So the it'll be phrased as a how-to. Okay, so how do you find out what links Google knows about your website? Well, the answer is you log into Google Webmaster Tools, right? And then I'll put screenshots and then we will actually use that video and you can even put a link to a YouTube video with a particular time point. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but you can click on the little uh, YouTube thing and you can link to a video at a certain point in the video. And we will use that in our support desk. So the next time someone asks us, um, how do I know how many links are coming to my site? We actually create a macro, which is a a, um, pre-done response. And it will say, uh, James covered this recently in a training video. Um, here's the link. And they can click on that and it will take them to the video and the specific point in the video where I cover that topic. Now, mate, you've gone straight to, from the questions, you've gone straight to providing answers via video, um, which for many listeners may be a blockage. Why? May, you know, it's, it's the most involved medium. But have you done that because off the back of video, you're then going to rip the audio and get it transcribed into words. So you're going to repurpose down. Well, of course, that's our our strategy anyway. With super fast business, every video is fully transcribed and fully podcasted. You know, every three days. So, yes, we definitely multimedia it. But I think video is one of the easiest ways to do your FAQs because people can see them from most devices. And um, they can be quite instructive, especially if you do screen capture videos. So when I was talking about Lead Player on my site, I did a screen capture of me actually creating it. It was so fast and easy. I wanted to show people that. That is way more powerful than a, a text version. But if you are in the same situation as me, where perhaps you want team members to create the FAQs because you don't want to do all the videos, What we do on our web development site is we created a training tab and we put a training post. So what we do is we put screenshots and text. So there's no voice, there's no video, and we we will put, uh, here's how to point your name service settings for uh, GoDaddy or whatever. And we'll put the screenshot and we will put the uh, text and then a screenshot and then the text. And then what I'll do is I'll mention it in my, new, in my news video. So we've sort of backed it up. We promote it that way. Have you seen um, – what do you do that in? There's a great uh, software called Clarify. Do you use that? Well, Clarify is from the, that um, Screen Steps company. No, Screen we don't use that. Guys, we yeah. throw all that crap out. What we do is – Why? Because you don't need it. You take a, you've got Command-Shift-4 on a Mac – take your screenshot and put it into your WordPress post. It's better to put an online post that's going to get spidered and search indexed and image SEO'd. And that was the premise of your original thing was how do you get Google love for mm-hmm. it? That's going to be better than turning it into a PDF document. My team hate that wow. stuff. They, they really like just creating a Google doc and putting the pictures in there and the text. It's, it's almost just as fast. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, back on topic, on some of our sites, sales sites in particular, we have an FAQ tab. So uh, we'll actually take questions that people ask about the product and put it into FAQ. And that way it reduces the chance of a refund. It answers questions people might be having about the product in advance. And quite often you can even lay out a sales letter in an FAQ format. You know, what is this product? Who is it for? 
Um, is there a refund? What will I get when I order? Is it really just a one-time payment? You know, and you can put the question and then the answer. And by the time you've had a few people come through and ask these questions, or if you've had someone uh, request a refund or or say that they can't use the product because they didn't understand how it works, you just eliminate that with a new one. So I'll actually take a screenshot of what you get inside the membership and show people on the outside of the membership and say, this is what mm-hmm. it will look like when you log in. And we get almost no customer support queries about our memberships, uh, which we covered like two episodes ago because we yep. pre-educate them about what's going to be inside with an FAQ section. So, so far we've covered a news video blog, a training blog, FAQ page, um, I seriously recommend the how-to format. Um, if you could go and crank out, uh, I did eight, actually, I did eight how-to videos, eight how-to videos on the things I get asked all the time and just put them up to YouTube and then embed them everywhere, put them into forums, put them on your blog, uh, put them into your emails, you can so put them into autoresponders. Place, once you've created the video, the the, the answer um, Upload that to YouTube. Yep. That is your starting point. Correct. And then grab that embed code and put it everywhere else. Yeah. And, you know, 70-something percent of my YouTube views are on my own sites. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Cool. That's fairly uh, – there's a bit of work there, mate. It's, do you it's, do, you, ah, do, you do most of that or I'm is that I'm not sure why you would call that work, but, um, you know, it takes me like 12 minutes to make a news video. Really? But yeah. Work is such a it's such an unfair label for this. Yeah, I walk over to my camera, I pick it up, I walk outside, I put it on the ground, I turn it on, I get the remote, I autofocus, I push record, I talk, I stop, I turn it off, I walk back inside, I take the SD <laughs> card out and put it in my iMac. I edit it in ScreenFlow in just a few minutes and then I upload it to Dropbox. From that point, ninjas take over. They put it on YouTube, they embed it in the blog, they transcribe it, they strip out the audio. Fair enough. There's some stuff there. You've also done some planning up front. So oh, I've got a system. A few minutes got a well-oiled system. The average person planning. But once you have, I mean, most of us have a a camera on our computer and that would be enough for most people. You want to go all out. Um, then sure, get a great microphone to plug in. Even a headset is good quality, but that is that is easy. And if you don't want to go on camera, just do screen flow. Just 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 um, get screen flow or Camtasia, and just take people through the question and the answer. And you know, if you go to GoDaddy or Namecheap or Hostgator, have a look at their uh, tutorials because. Imagine how many times they get asked, how do I point a primary name server? How do I mm. redirect? You know, and they have all of these. And even if you have uh, web hosting and you log into cPanel, you'll see they have little screen flow tutorials for just about every function in cPanel. Mm. And that's just such a simple way to educate. But if- Mate, are you at any point, so in terms of the written word, are you literally just um, transcribing your videos and turning them into written blog posts, or are you at some point writing, actually writing answers to your frequently asked questions as well? I would I would never write them these days. I would talk them um, and have them transcribed. 
So a few ways to do that. One is I'd use the Dictaphone app on my Apple iPhone and I'd just talk the answer and then hit email to my team and they would turn it into text. Or uh, I'd be quite tempted now to just use the um, you know, tap function twice on my mountain line and talk the answer and it would be typed out in front of me and I could use that. But my team on, their, on the blog post, they're just typing the steps and then the pictures onto the blog post. And then we, and then that just builds into a library and Google is all over that. Uh, one of my most popular posts ever was like how to stream Amazon S3 video. And it just brings masses of traffic and it creates hundreds of dollars a month in recurring income uh, because of the recommendations that I make off the back of the FAQ. So even if you wanted to just sell more product, FAQ is such a valid way to bring more traffic. But the real reason you do it is you're solving problems better than other people and you make sales from it. With, when you're uploading your, your videos to YouTube, um, clearly the getting your tagging right is critical. What are you putting in the description of um, a frequently asked question? How video? to. What's How that? to. How to. Yeah, okay. So when, well, you, how to is the category you're choosing. No, no, how to is the, the title. It will be how to create your own podcast or how to install right. so every Blueberry time plugin. your headline starts with Pretty how much. to, what are you putting in the description? Are you are you putting the transcription in the description or are you summarising what you talk about? You put bullet points with times to the points in the video, uh, which will hyperlink mm-hmm. straight to that point in the video. Cool. So you can put it how to install Blueberry PodPress plugin. And or PowerPress plugin, whatever it's called, and then you put in the you put the description. Um, uh, you know, we will put atlweb.com, our web development firm, right, uh, for um, done for you installation services, and then you put in this video uh, at the one minute mark, downloading Pod Blueberry, uh, the two minute mark, uh, configuring Blueberry. Um, number three, adding your encode onto a blog post uh, and then at five-minute mark, publishing your post and six-minute mark, checking that it appears on iTunes. And then you then you can put a, another call to action. If you need help with any of this, uh, buy one of our five-hour web development packs at uh, HTTP. You've got to put the full HTTP, atlweb.com, and then you tag it. How to install Blueberry, Blueberry uh, plugin, uh, create a podcast, all the things that people would search for, and then publish that. And you'll start to get traffic. And then you go and embed that onto your site as a blog post. And you could uh, make several blog posts with the same video. You could have five blog posts embedding the same video, but highlighting uh, each of the steps. Okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's answered my question or questions. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great, mate. Now, um, anything else we can add to that before we wrap that conversation up? Probably not. There's a lot to go on with there, huh? Well, we could ask people if they have questions to comment on the uh, yeah, on the well, blog. Right. and They can always leave it in the show notes. I mean, half the podcasts we create are a result of the questions we get asked, which is coincidentally exactly what people want to hear. Because if someone's asking it, there's 10 people thinking it, but they don't know how to ask mm. or they're too afraid to ask. 
and there's probably 50 that might actually be interested in it, but they didn't even know that they were interested in it until they hear it. So what you're saying with half the you're saying half the podcasts you create, you're saying with the videos, once again, you're ripping the audio and literally you've got a podcast channel that is just simply running those FAQs as well. Yeah, because I've taken the uh, the news strategy for my Superfast Business podcast, that is extremely content driven, and the content is driven by customer um, challenges, customer demand, and that is because. It's not me typing into a keyword tool to try and figure out what people are searching for. It's me listening to people. It's me getting, uh, reading industry news blogs. It's me uh, participating in forums and finding out what people want to know. And it's me talking to my support team. My team send me an email every week with the things that they think should be covered in the news because they get asked that or it's topical or we've found three incidences of this happening and we should share this with our uh, customers. So part of it is answering questions that the customers don't even know to ask and part of it is answering questions that they ask, you know, a hundred times so that we can Mm -hmm. then point them to that forever. And we're building a library, but we're partnering with YouTube on that and we're partnering with Google. And then we can put it out to Facebook and we email our customer list. And before you know it, you own the race course. And we all want to own a race course, James. Better than being the race horse, Timbo. Correct, correct. All right, buddy, that's a great summary of an FAQ strategy. Listeners, if you want to find out more, if you want to get the transcript to this episode, all you've got to do is go to freedomocean.com and register your interest, and we will open up an entire back end with a transcript of every episode we've done, and there's lots more goodies on that site. So, James, um, thanks for sharing that, mate. It's a great strategy. See you next week, huh? Awesome. It's that you're teasing me now. <laughs> <laughs> I won't promise anything. Well, you know but, what? Uh, Next week know, I'll be there's, in an. There's always hope. Hope's a wonderful thing. See you, mate. All right. See you, mate. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. (laughs) 